Hello everyone, welcome back to Pencils and Lipstick. This is episode 205 of the podcast. This podcast for indie writers, more or less, writers of all publishing areas will benefit from Pencils and Lipstick, but of course we focus mostly on indie writing over here. And how are you doing? It is November, which means it's NaNoWriMo, which means some of y'all are going insane. <laughs> and that's okay. It is great to challenge yourself if you are participating in NaNoWriMo for the first time. Um, you might still be at the time, the place where you're really excited about it. Maybe you're slowing down a little. Maybe you've chosen not to participate this year for other things. Um, there's all these reasons. There's nothing good or bad about NaNoWriMo, and there's everything good or bad about NaNoWriMo and anything that we participate in as writers, I would say. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, um, please go ahead and subscribe or, you know, share the podcast. It would be lovely if you would do that. If you're listening on an audio, know that you can watch it on YouTube if you wish to. Um, we are in my little office. You can see my cozy little space if you dare. <laughs> um, and you can see me drinking some green algae, which is wonderful. <laughs> so what I want to talk to you guys about, about today is kind of this green algae thing. I want to talk to you guys about taking care of yourself as an author. Um, I know most of you, well, I, I'm going to assume about half of you uh, work full time. Um, and then like author on the side, I'm going to assume some of you are probably full-time caretakers and author on the side. You know, what we would like to consider our full-time job is authoring, but most likely it is taking care of, um, relatives, either your children or possibly your parents or somebody else that you love. And then some of it, you are, you know, really taking the dive and becoming a full-time writer. I know some people have quit their jobs and they're going fully into this writing thing. And whatever the case, there is, there is a pause is needed to think about what self-care looks like for you as an author. Basically, you are a small business owner now. And unfortunately with authoring, a lot of times the money doesn't come until later. And so you need to both take care of your mental health and your physical health at the same time. Um, and while waiting for that paycheck <laughs> and just like any business, you have to invest money. So you're going to be investing in your editing, in your learning, whatever you need to learn, your education, you're going to be investing in your website, your email, your newsletter host, um, advertising probably or the time spent on social media to find your newsletter subscribers or your your readers it's going to take a lot of time a lot of effort and a little bit of money at least your book covers your book blurbs <laughs> should go down the whole list of what it takes just to get a book out which we will go through when i come out with my kickstarter and i do the sort of rundown on that but just know that it takes an investment so I want you to, whether you're taking, um, participating in NaNoWriMo or not, sort of assess yourself at the moment and see where you are. Now, um, on my Clifton Strengths, Woo is very, very far down. 
Um, so I'm definitely not going to lead you through any sort of meditation or anything like that. Um, but I, as an achiever, a very high, high achiever, it's on all of my personality tests. I always have that little voice in the back of my head telling me that I should be doing more. Um, just about five minutes ago, I looked at my agenda for today and, and thought to myself, interesting, none of the tasks have yet been finished for today. And yet I've been busy all morning. So yes, I always have that little voice there telling me that I'm not doing enough. And so if you're an achiever or achiever is anywhere near, you know, your top 10, understand that it's important to check in with yourself and whatever your strengths are, take a deep breath and assess the situation. So whether you are trying to get some things done for the remaining of this year, which is insane, it's like eight weeks away, <laughs> this end of the quarter, this end of the year entirely is about eight, eight weeks away, but I don't know why we even count Thanksgiving week or Christmas week. I don't know about you, but I'm with family. I am traveling. Uh, we are celebrating our, our middle child's 13th birthday trip. So we leave for 10 days. It's something we plan and think about and save up for, for years. <laughs> Every time they turn 13, they get to choose it. And so, you know, that's 10 days out of my November, which is one reason I'm not participating in NaNo. And then we are going to visit my husband's family during Christmas. And yes, I might be able to get a few things done, but probably not a lot. Really, uh, I, I have been with my husband for two decades and have come to realize that, you know, when we hit Spain, we hit the ground running. We have a lot of people to visit and see people who haven't seen us in a while. And it is it is the moment to give our time to our our family. And so instead of getting frustrated, I have just decided that that's how it is. And there will be very little writing or business happening in those weeks. So assess your life right now. Try to understand what's going on. Are you hosting Thanksgiving? Then give yourself Thanksgiving week. I don't like not writing every day. I have been, um, I don't think I've written on my stuff for four weeks and I can feel the stress <laughs> in my body. It's just how it is. It's not going to change at the moment. Um, but I also understand that trying to fit in my writing while I have all these other things happening is also stressful. And so if you're hosting Thanksgiving, if you have kids home, because apparently there's no school, like most of the days in November, it seems like, Oh my gosh, like my kids are off today. They're off on Thursday, they're off on Friday. They also go to two different schools, but still Thanksgiving week, they're home for three days instead of two days. Like when I was a kid, back when I was a kid, it was better. Uh, so you're gonna have family, you're gonna have kids, you're gonna have cooking to do, you're gonna have, and you wanna enjoy yourself. Um, so assess where you are and what is coming down the road. And one thing that's helped me a lot is blocking off the days where I know pretty much 
no writing, especially is going to get done and probably no business. That means newsletters, social media. Oh my gosh, my social media has just taken a nosedive <laughs> in the last month. Um, block it off and see where work is really not going to get done on this writing thing. Um, like if you have end of the quarter or end of the year stuff at your day job, you're probably very busy. You probably have um, fun social things happening and you want to be able to enjoy those. So just block them off your calendar. And from there, you can see how many days you actually have that you can participate in your writing. Uh, yes, I am all for grabbing half an hour, grabbing 15 minutes. But honestly, there are times that that's not possible. So sometimes when you grab 15 minutes, it's to get a social media post out there or to whip up a quick newsletter and you're writing. It's not, ju it's just not happening. Um, one thing on my list of to do is to rewrite my book, book blurb. That's not a hard thing to do. It hasn't happened. I've had a lot of dealing with my kids' school, different things happening with the family. And it's, you know, being, being able to say this has to get set aside, whether I like it or not, um, I think empowers you. It empowers me. And, and again, I tell you, I am an achiever. So this is speaking to my achiever brain of, well, guess what? You might be stressed out right now, achiever, but it's impossible to get that done that day. All right, so Thanksgiving Day, if you like to watch the Macy's Parade, if you like to watch football, if you like to go out and play football with your family, if you like to smoke that turkey or whatever it is, enjoy it. Just enjoy it and maybe observe some people. Like I had to go to this thing for my husband's work last weekend and I had fun observing some people. And they are now in the back of my head and they might show up in a book somewhere. <laughs> Like I had some fun observing people and processing what they were doing and wondering why they were doing it. And um, so, yeah, enjoy yourself. Listen to your family's conversation, whether it's the young adults in the family, whether it's the older adults in the family, get on the floor with the babies and see the world through their perspective and allow your brain to absorb that curiosity of humans and humanity in that relationship because that is part of your writing um, it will show up if you take the time to absorb that so block off your calendar give yourself some space there in the in the meantime right now i also want to encourage you that every day you should not be sitting for 10 hours right we sit a lot in american society most likely in all Western world society. If you have a full-time job, taking a walk, thinking specifically on your story and on your book is work. That is part of your work. That's part of your job. And it's completely valid. Do anything that you can to move your body while working on your book. Dictation is a great thing to do. There are programs and apps that are a little pricey, but if you can afford it and you're going to use it, go ahead and get it. Um, you can also sort of cheat it and just record it on your phone and then hold your phone up to the Word document. Does it need some cleanup afterwards? Yes, but it's still doable. And honestly, I'm not sure that it's always for 
the write-up afterwards, but it helps you with the processing of your book. And we got to give ourselves enough credit that when we think through our book or verbally process through our book, it's going to stick in our heads even more. So if you are on a walk verbally processing through or even going through a scene um, verbally, maybe you sit down and write it afterwards, but it's definitely in your head more than it would have been had you just waited. So think about uh, dictating in that sense, even if you know, I don't use dictating in the sense of like, oh, look, I now have three pages done. I use it more in the sense of developing through those ideas, processing through them. So remember to move this month. I know it's going to get cold. Um, you remember to stretch. If you like yoga, there's tons of yoga on YouTube. Um, or maybe check out a studio. Maybe there's some Black Friday deals that you can get. If you like to walk or hike, it is a beautiful time to do those things. I know it can be a little bit colder up in the north, but you know, then you don't get all sweaty. So there's pros to it. I'm going to drink my algae here. Remember to nourish your body. You cannot live on coffee alone. That should be probably embroidered in the back of our chairs as writers. So you, you can't live on on coffee. Let's just say caffeine, whether it's Coke, tea, coffee, whatever it is. It's probably not going to keep you going past a certain point, right? So remember to nourish your body. You don't have to be crazy like me and drink algae. Although I have to say this looks intensely green. Like it looks the same, like the same color as my walls. Um, but it actually doesn't taste like anything. And I squeeze lemon in it because it actually tastes like nothing. But it's a great um, antioxidant. It comes in a powder. It actually has protein as well. It's very strange. Um, but, you know, be sure to nourish your body. It's becoming winter. So, yes, fruit is not as enticing or it's not as varied, I guess. But go ahead and eat it. Um, I even talked to, I did a discussion, let's say, with someone about buying the cut-up fruit. And yes, it is more expensive, and I typically do not buy it. But if you are on the run, if you are, if you just don't have the time to to peel and cut your fruit, or you're finding that you're not eating fruit or vegetables, spend the little bit of money to buy those little, you know, right in kind of the refrigerated areas of your grocery store. Yes, it feels so expensive to do it. Maybe it's like $5 for a big bowl, you know, big, I mean, like a cereal bowl. But that's two servings or so. I know, I know, it's still expensive. I know inflation's insane right now. But it's also important for you to eat and nourish your body, right? In fact, the kind of bowls, I mean, I would give, I gave my kids I think we got three servings out of it. So it is not perfect. It is not the cheapest. I do understand that. But on a day where you're running or the weeks where you're running, I firmly believe that it's better to eat a little bit of fruit than to eat nothing because I don't know about you, but when I get hungry, I tend to reach for carbs and then you're going to carb crash. I know this is not a nutrition podcast. I am not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist, but I do know that loading up on carbs, which is what I crave all the time. Give me a scone. Oh, 
and some clotted cream, I would be very, very happy. But you're going to feel better and you're going to write better and your brain is going to think better if you just get a little bit of fruit. Just a little bit, guys. Just a little. Or grab the things that are in season and eat it right away. You can squeeze some lemon on those apple peels and they won't get brown. My daughter hates eating apple pe- apple peels, apple slices that are getting brown. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I think we're just so picky when we're little kids. Um, so be sure to nourish yourself. Drink some water. Definitely drink water. Remember to stand up and stretch. If you have a standing desk or you'd have like a taller desk where you can stand a little bit, make sure you stretch out your shoulders. We tend to cave in. So stretch your shoulders out, stretch your spine out, pull your head back. Um, I'm doing this as I speak and treat yourself well. We do not want you crashing at the end of nano, right? Also keep in mind that resting your brain from writing is important. Getting those words are not, getting any words on the page is not as important as getting the right words on a page. So I was talking to a friend of mine today and we were discussing um, revisions and how many revisions and sort of author mindset and our own mindset. And we came to the conclusion that yes, while your first draft is always going to be the quote unquote, crappy draft if you focus on getting the correct words or at least the correct storyline as much as you can while you're writing you will have fewer revisions so even if you're doing nano the think of the top prize is not getting all the words down it's like the top prize should go to the person who deletes the fewest once that book is published because it it doesn't really matter if you get 1300 words written in a day if you're going to delete 900 of them now you still have 400 words right like you you're still doing it that's great um but you it would it would cost you less energy and less strife if you would know what the words are that you want to write down so then maybe you would write 800 and delete 250 because we're always going to revise right but you would have more um well-chosen words and sentences because in the end revision is not about usually deleting chunks of sentences it is about deleting here and there and here and there and here and there so you're probably not going to delete a chunk of hundreds of words you are going to have to go through and figure out and rearrange words right so i'm doing a lot of developmental editing at the moment and rearranging a lot of words or like bringing three sentences into one sentence that takes energy so just keep that in mind okay now, as you all know, I am an overwriter, so <laughs> I am definitely talking to myself. But for example, um, I did the experiment uh, for NaNoWriMo last year where I started a completely new book. I hadn't thought too much about it. It is my historical romance, which should have been out this year, but things have happened. Um, and well, I probably kept, I did hit NaNo 
Rymo. I did focus mostly on the word count last month, uh, last year, and I hit it. I got over 50,000 words and I think I kept about 30,000. So just to keep that in mind, because things needed to be squished down, um, I think at the middle of the month, I got pretty tired. And there were some times that I was writing late at night. And some of it was like, basically rewriting what I had written maybe a couple days before it just my brain was not able, I think, to absorb where I was and where I should have been going. But again, I had 30,000 good, good words. So that's something that I'm not going to, you know, deny that and it's nothing to sneeze at, but just be aware. Maybe you've plotted a lot more or thought a lot more about your book. Um, So take that time to relax and take a deep breath. And um, even still, it's not as important to get to 1300 words a day as it is to get out what you had planned to get out, right? So uh, I just want, I want to encourage you guys, if you're doing NaNoWriMo, if you're participating, if you are finishing something up before the end of the year, I have high expectations for myself, which I'm not sure will be accomplished. Um, my number one goal for the end of the year, it has to be done, is are the the duology books, the Bended Loyalty, Bended Love, because they are going to the editor in January, and then I'm going to breathe a sigh of relief. But I would love if I could get those done at the end of by the end of this month, and then spend November. Um, finishing the historical romance. (laughs) I know I hesitate because if you've been listening to me all year, you've heard that many times. But I want to be completely honest with you guys and let you know where I am. Um, I am a rather chaotic business owner. Discipline and consistency is not my strong point. They were, I think, 33 and 35 on my Clifton strength. So yay. Um, that's why I get frustrated with myself a lot. If you are more disciplined and more consistent, good for you. Keep going. If you are more like me and a more of a chaotic writer, it is okay. We are going to get our stuff done. It's just that maybe it won't look nice <laughs> until it comes out. It's very difficult for me to teach anybody um, author business because my business is a chaotic mess and yet things get done. So that's the most important, right? So as you, as I told you before, we are leaving for Italy soon. Um, so I don't know if I'll have a podcast for the week of Thanksgiving. We shall see. Um, but I'll be back next week. I'm actually, um, all the interviews have had to be pushed. <laughs> I know I've been promised you interviews, but they've had been having to be pushed. Um, people have different things coming up. And then, you know, I've had different things just sort of surprisingly come up. But um, but it's going to be a really strong 2024 beginning because you're going to have like so many interviews from so many interesting people, author, uh, indie authors, and people who build things and create things for indie authors. So Hang in there with me, you guys, and hang in there with NaNoWriMo or with your book projects that you are um, finishing up or in the middle of. You can do it. I believe in you. Be sure to take a walk, drink some water, 
don't drink any more caffeine most likely and spend some time thinking about your book because that is just as important as writing your book. All right, I'll see you guys next time.